0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another chapter episode. Today, we are starting the new book, Dark Stalker Legends. Um, one of my titles will probably just say Dark Stalker, but it is a Legends book, so it is not part of the main series. So we're gonna take a break from the main series. I'm gonna read this, and then we'll go back to Book Nine, which is Turtles POV. Um, so yeah, just so you know, the uh, chapters are divided into perspectives, so I'm going to say whose perspective it is at the beginning, but it's not someone's perspective the entire way. It flips through, um, in the normal chapters, it flips through three main characters. Um, so yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this book, and let's get started. Prologue, Arctic, Wings of Fire, Dark Stalker, Prince Arctic, a silver white dragon poked her head around the door, tapping three times lightly on the ice wall. Arctic couldn't remember her name, which was kind of a fox paws his mother was always yelling at him about. He was a prince. It was his duty to have all the noble dragons memorized along with their ranks so he could treat them accordingly to exactly where they fit in his hierarchy. It was stupid and frustrating, and his mother yelled at him yelled at him about it one more time. He was seriously a chance to freeze her mouth shut forever. Ooh, what a beautiful image. Queen Diamond with a chain of silver circles wound around her snout and frozen to her scales. He closed his eyes and imagined the blissful quiet. The dragon at his door shifted slightly, her claws making little scraping sounds to remind him she was there. What was she waiting for? Permission to give him a message? Or was she waiting for him to say her name? And if he didn't, would she go scurrying back to the queen to report that he had failed again? Perhaps he should intend Tailsman to whisper in his ear whenever he needs to know something. Another tempting idea, but strictly against the rules of Icewing Animus magic. Animus dragons are so rare. Appreciate your gift and respect the limits the tribe has set. Never use your powers frivolously. Never use it for yourself. The power is extremely dangerous. The tribe's rules are there to protect you. Only the Icewings have figured out how to use Animus magic safely. Save it for... Save, it all for your gifting ceremony. Use it only once in your life. To create a glorious gift to benefit the whole tribe. And then never again. That is the only way to be safe. Arctic shoulder shifted his shoulders, feeling stuck inside his scales. Rules, rules, and more rules. That was the icewing way of life. Every direction he turned, every thought he had, was restricted by rules and limits and judgmental faces. Particularly his mother's. The rules about animus magic were just one more way to keep him trapped under her claw. What is it? He barked at the strange dragon. Annoyed face, try that. As if he were busy and she interrupted him, and that was why he was skipping the usual politics ritual. He was very busy, actually. The gifting ceremony was only three weeks away. It was bad enough that his mother had dragged him here to the southernmost palace near the ocean and the border with the kingdom of Sam. She promised to leave him alone to work while she conducted whatever vital rural business required her presence. Everyone should know better than to disturb him right now. The messenger looked disappointed. Maybe he really was supposed to know who she was. Your mother sent me to tell you that the Nightwing delegates have arrived. Ugh, not another boring, diplomatic meeting. I can't possibly be expected to attend them, he said, waving his claw at the translucent walls of his room. I only have three more weeks to prepare. Well, said the other Icewing, she did mention that. But she doesn't care, he finished when she trailed off. The poor dragon looked profoundly uncomfortable, caught between the prince who outranked her and a queen who outranked everyone, Arctic sighed. Very well, he said, sweeping shards of ice aside with his tail. I'm coming. She stepped back with relief, and he realized that the silver chain around her neck only had one circle on it. Uh Uh-oh, that meant she was ranked in the first circle. How could he have forgotten a first circle ice ring? First and second circles, dragons usually lived in the queen's ice palace alongside the royal family. He was sure he'd memorize them all, except for the nobles who lived in the outer three palaces. Snowflake, he blurted. He really was an idiot. This one, this was the one his mother had chosen for him to marry. Respectable family, loyal, likely to have a daughter who could replace Queen Diamond one day, since he had two sisters or aunts who might try to take the throne. Snowfall was probably the reason he'd been dragged on this trip. So snowflake was probably the reason he'd been dragged on this on this trip. Yeah, she said, dipping her head. She was pretty in the boring glassy way his mother liked, but he had gotten absolutely no sense of her personality at their one prior meeting. He was a little afraid she might not have one. Ah, uh, he said, flying her down the frozen hall. There must be something we could talk about. Have you ever seen a nightwing before? Only the one who came fr- to the wall for a few mo- a few months ago to request this meeting. Do you know what they're here for? She shook her head. So that was apparently the end of the conversation. Ooh, how about an animus touch object that can make any dragon interesting? Skies above, now that would be useful. Don't waste your gift. His mother's voice echoed in his head. Blah blah blah. Careful consideration, months of planning. Sometimes he got a strong feeling that she regretted her own animus gift to the tribe, the gift of healing, which was a set of narwhal horns that could heal frostbite injuries. It helped when young ice wings played too roughly or when fights broke out within the tribe, but it certainly would be a much more useful gift if the horns could heal any injuries. He bet Queen Diamond wished she could reach back through time and fix that mistake. What would you give this tribe, he asked Snowflake. I mean, if you were an animus and had to come up with a gift. Oh, she said, fidgeting her wings in the little flippy waves. I don't know. Well, think about it, he said. I'd really like to know all right she said they kept walking through the halls of the palace which were smaller and more cramped than the ones at home with all little mismatched ice carvings everywhere here a polar bear there a wolf there a screaming savager here a lumpy owl there was no consistency no sense of an, an artistic vision and everything was too close to him and made arctic want to smash the walls just so he could see the sky about a minute later snowflake said sorry i can't think of anything Artic couldn't hide the irritation that flashed across his eyes. Really? Think about it, he said. Tell me tomorrow, or whenever you can come up with something. She gave him a look to to his surprise, was nearly as irritated as his own. Seems like kind of a waste of my time, she said, unless you're having trouble coming up with an idea of yours. No, no, he said quickly. Of course I already have a plan. Well, mother has a plan, which is why I'm trying to come up with a better one. She didn't ask what it was. Instead, so she stopped at one of the flight ledges and nodded down at the dome below them. In the gathering dusk, it glowed from within like firelit marble, covering most of the plain between the palace and the ocean. Snow dusted the outside and the ground all around it. More crystalline flakes were falling softly from the sky. The ocean itself was gorged with streaks of orange and gold as the sun set on the distant western horizon. Dragon wings sliced in the air like darting bats as hunters dove to catch dim- dinner in the sea for the welcome banquet tonight arctic and snowflake flew down to the entrance of the guest dome inside he knew it would be warm then he warmer than he liked heated by the bodies of the fire breathing night wings and also by the gift of diplomacy, L- 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 created by an animus named penguin about 50 years ago chatted with- chatted his overstuffed Chattered his overstuffed brain. He had studied every animus gift in careful detail, trying to come up with something new and original for his own, which was perhaps why he didn't have room in his brain for the faces of dragons he barely knew. The dome itself was not an animus gift, though. These blocks of ice had been carved by ordinary ice cream talons. It must have taken ages, and he wasn't entirely convinced that it would all that it wouldn't all melt on top of some fire breathing guest one day. Maybe I can improve the dome as my gift. He thought an indestructible welcome dome for any allies or guests from other tribes. He, dimis- he dismissed the thoughts almost as soon as he had it. It was durative and not nearly as impressive as he wanted it to be. He wanted his gift to be the one one that Icewings would marvel about for centuries after he was gone, something like Frostbite's Gift of Light. They landed with a crunch on the snow, but just as they were about to enter the tunnel into the dome, a dragon came charging out. Sorry, she said breathlessly as she narrowly avoided knocking them over. I just needed to be outside for a moment look at that sunset great kingdom it's freezing out here I might literally die but obviously i can't go back inside and miss the sunset i can't handle a little cold right if i just keep moving she began stamping furiously in a circle around and whacking herself with her wings she was a nightwing the first nightwing arctic had ever seen he knew she'd be black but he hadn't expected the underscales of dark green on her chest or the silver scales that glittered here and there across the underside of her wings. Her eyes, too, seemed a little closer to dark green than to black, and they caught his without any fear. Her wings snapped with energy, and he felt his own wings responding, lifting as though he might suddenly take off and touch the moons. I'll meet you inside, he said to Snowflake. She paused, giving the Nightwing a disapproving look. You can tell my mother I'm coming, he suggested. Better hurry, she doesn't like to wait. Snowfall's forehead wrinkled into that irritated expression again, and she turned to whisk down the down the tunnel without even a bow or ritual farewell. I suppose that's what I deserve," he thought, since I didn't give her the greeting her ranks required. He stared after her for a moment, trying to imagine what it would be like to be married to Snowflake. Maybe she does have a personality, repressed fury, or maybe she's as unexcited about this match as I am. I'm not sure how to improve that situation. I mean, I am a prince, but if she marries me, she could hatch the next queen. What more could she want? Who stuck an ice? Who stuck up hers? Who stuck an iceglobe up hers? Now asked ring She started jumping up and down in pla- place, grinning at him. I'm afraid that was me, probably," he said. "It took me far too long to remember her name." So said the Black Dragon. "I forget names all the time." Well, I'm not supposed to forget anyone," he said. "Also, we're kind of engaged to be married." The Nightwing started laughing so hard she had to sit down, but she immediately made her leap up again with a yelp, shaking snow off her tail. Are you all right, he said. Just cold, she said, stamping her feet again. All right, I'm on her side. That's pretty terrible. You're the worst. I'm not the worst, he protested. I've only met once. I barely know her. Also, she is extremely unmemorable. Seriously, the worst, she cried, laughing again. That poor dragon. I'm completely telling her not to marry you. I pity whoever gets tricked into that. You'll be like, Happy fortieth, fourth, fortieth anniversary. What's your name again? And she'll be like, "It's our fifth, fiftieth, you, you slimy weasel." And my name is you're sleeping on an iceberg tonight. I promise I would remember that name. She. I promise I would remember that name. He said, "Sticks to the sticks in the brain a bit better than snowflake." And what's your name, or can I keep calling you slimy weasel? She asked. Although, I suppose I might get get me kicked off the peacekeeping committee. Committee. My name is Artic, Prince Artic. Ooh, fancy, she said. I guess I shouldn't bother telling you mine, since you'll forget it in the next five minutes anyway. I promise I will he protested. Oh, you'll only forget your girlfriend's name, she joked, or future family members. I remember any dragon who seems likely to change my life. That's not me, she cried, looking generally startled. I'm under strict orders not to do any damage or break any ice palace or corrupt any ice wings or change any lives then again I'm pretty sure I've never followed an order in my life so you know watch your back ice palaces never follow an order in her life arctic blinked at her enchanted and mystified how is that possible life is nothing but a series of orders if you didn't follow them wouldn't you get lost or drop to the bottom of the ranking or be thrown out of your tribe imagine disobeying an order any order where would I even start? Ugh, why is it so cold? The Nightwing leaped into the air and started doing vigorous somersaults. Because this is the Ice Kingdom, he said, sitting back out of her way. It's true, though. Our climate is one of our best guarded secrets. Oh, he's a wise guy, too, she said, rightening herself and leaning again. Do you have any useful skills? Or maybe an extra one of those magic bracelets that keeps your guests from freezing? That's the gift of diplomacy. diplomacy, he said. It keeps our guests warm and helps them travel safely over the great ice cliff. The tribe only has three bracelets. Are there more than three of you? He asked, surprised. I'm the four, she said. My mother and I are sharing her bracelet. There was some back and forth silliness to get over your cliff. I probably should have asked for it before I came outside. We could go inside, he said reluctantly. Inside there'd be other dragons, infinitely more boring dragons, not to mention his mother, and probably a new set of rules about appeasing snowflake, staying away from nightwings, and generally acting more like an obedient puddle. Or we could say to watch the rest of the sunset. The sunset is great, she said. But honestly, I had to come out here because my mother is driving me crazy. He couldn't control the smile that swept his face like ice, crackling, ice cracking. It seemed possible that he would never be able to stop smiling at her. He never heard an ice ring say anything like that about his or her parents. It was beyond forbidden to complain or talk back or criticize your elders in any fashion. Please tell me all about it, he said. Oh, she's always lecturing me about how I ruin everything. Fosslayer, why are the scrolls shelved in the wrong place? Slayer, you smiled at the wrong dragon this morning. Slayer, the queen will never want you on her council if you insist on having opinions all the time. Slayer, I'm bringing you on a mission because I don't trust you if I leave you behind. But if you say one word to any of my sing, I will mount your head on a spike in the throne room. She snapped her mouth shut as if she just understood the last instruction and gave Artic a rueful smile. Um, oops. Uh "Aha," he said with a thrill like the first time he touched fire. I've clearly deducted your name. I have cleverly deducted your name. It's Foslayer." Oh no, she said. That's just how my mother starts all her sentences. He laughed and she smiled. And he thought that perhaps nothing would ever be boring or frustrating again as long as he was near her. So really, Shin, no extra secret magic bracelets or a blanket or anything? Sorry, said, wishing he could offer his own wings for warmth, but his scales were as cold as the snow underfoot and would only make things worse. She sighed. Then I guess I do have to go back inside. Wait, he said. He didn't stop to think about it. It was wrong, worse than wrong. A broken rule, a betrayal of his entire tribe. But next to this shining dragon, he didn't care. He'd do anything for another few minutes with her. He unclipped the diamond earring from his ear, held it between his talons, and said softly, I'd shade this earring to keep the dragon wearing it warm, no matter what temperature, and to keep her safe no matter what the danger. Her dark green eyes were wide with disbelief as he leaned over and gently curled the earring around her talon. His talons lingered there for a moment, brushing against the smooth warmth of her long, dark neck. The shivering in her scales slowed to a stop, and she cautiously held out her wing to the cold air. Whoa! that that worked so the rumors are true your tribe does have magic only a few of us he said and so does yours doesn't it only a few of us she echoed and not like that i don't have anything for instance you just can enchant things to do anything animus power he said taking a step closer to her that's how it works then why don't the ice strings rule the entire continent she asked her tail skipping nervously over the snowy ground You don't even need this as lions. You could destroy the Skywings easily, couldn't you? He shook his head. The tribe has strict rules. We're only allowed to use our powers once in a lifetime. Fulster's talons flew to her earrings, and she stared at him, shocked into stillness for the first time. Well, he said with a shrug, perhaps I'm not much of a full rule follower either. Mm -hmm. He felt another thrill at the idea of being that dragon, and being seen that way by this dragon. He reached out tentatively and brushed her wings with his. She didn't pull away. "'Why?' Fossilair whispered. "'It's these old legends we have,' Ardix said, "'warning us the dangers of animus magic. "'Use it too much, you lose your soul. "'Some mythical numbo-jumbo like that.' "'Which probably isn't even true, "'but once there's a law set down in the Ice Kingdom, "'everyone better follow it with no questions asked.' "'He decided not to mention the ancient stories "'of animus dragons gone mad.' "'No,' Fosler said, touching the earring again. "'Why would you do this? For me?' "'She wrinkled her snout, half teasing, half serious. "'Aren't you worried about your soul?' Not any more, he said. It's yours now if you want it. Glittering petals of snow fell softly on her black wings, melting into her heat. Foslayer hesitated, then reached out and took one of Arctic's talons in hers. This is a bad idea, whispered Arctic's conscience. The very worst. Neither of our tribes would ever forgive us. Mother would never allow it. All the more reason. I won't let the queen crush my entire life between her claws. It's my life, my magic, and my heart. I'm going to say something really sappy, Foslayer warned him. More sappy than what I just said, he asked. I'd like to see you try. I just, I have the strange feeling, Foslayer said looking into his eyes, that the world is about to change forever.